conflict with me Famous scenes with drama queens and heroes Acted out there on the silver screen I Come grab a seat, the popcorn is on me Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with Mr. Thomas Manning. Good to see you, man. Happy to be here as always. You have had people dropping in the studio just to see the caterpillar on your lip. What's his name, Charlie? Did you? I, well, I haven't named it yet, but I'm open to suggestions. I think uh, some non-viewer mail non might be coming mail. in from uh, John Rudisill, perhaps. I so, like that idea. So, John, yeah, I'm open to any, any <laughs> name suggestions you have. So, yes, uh, you know, Tim, Tim had to come in because he couldn't believe it was actually you. Tim Foster dropped in. So, yeah, if you want to send that non-viewer mail to info at c19.tv, you see that at the bottom of the screen. There you go. Info at c19.tv. Uh, let us know what we should name the stash, the caterpillar uh, on top of uh, Thomas's lips. So, uh, so welcome to the show, uh, everybody. Uh, we do talk movies, and uh, Greg Tillman uh, back there, I think, on uh, the Tim Cam Mission Control. And uh, yep, now I saw Tim running around. What's Tim doing? Is he just kind of hanging out in his office now? Yeah, he's sleeping in the hallway, probably. Yep, yeah, he's probably getting his hair cut down at the uh, the barber school. Uh, I, I still think we need to get Thomas's mustache trimmed with the barber school folks. I think we ought to do that. You could probably use a little bit of grooming, but uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna get it completely shaved. So. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. Well, welcome to the show. We got a lot of stuff to, to try to talk about, and we've actually got a satellite link also. We're gonna uh, hook up with, uh, we're gonna, who is it going to, oh, Douglas Davidson. That's right. We're gonna be talking about uh, the Halloween film, because everybody wants to, to know how that is going with Jamie Lee Curtis. So that's coming up, uh, and other, some other horror-related things as well, including, this kind of Netflix series is called The Watcher, and uh, this is based on a true story uh, about a family who leaves the big city trying to go to the country where they can feel a little more safe. The problem is, Thomas, they, they show up uh, at this, this home. It's a beautiful home in the suburbs, and you know they feel they've got it made, and then they get this little letter that basically says, you know, we've been watching this house for generations, and that's not going to stop now. And, and it's a little creepy, but the longer they, they stay, uh, the, the creepier it gets. Um, this episode, um, the, the true story is, is, of course, a lot different. And you can research uh, the true story behind The Watcher if you want to find that out. But it's a seven-episode series. Uh, Naomi Watts stars in this. Ryan Murphy, who we know from American Horror Story, developed this into uh, a series. Uh, and Mia Farrow... Uh, also stars uh, in this. She's a supporting cast, and she is creepy and amazing. And there, there's some other cast members that you know of, too, Thomas. Is it uh, Bobby Cavanaugh is in there as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. Greg was asking that same question. He's in it. And honestly, every time I see him, I just think about Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Blart, 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 Blart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had to get, I had to get through a couple of episodes to, to realize, okay, th this guy's supposed to be a, you know, a, a husband that's trying to do right by his wife, played by Naomi Watts. Uh, let me just say this, Thomas, this series is it's captivating, and as soon as one episode ends, you want to watch the next one. Um, and I watched this with, uh, with my bride. We watched all seven episodes in one sitting. Uh, came home uh, Friday after work. We sat down and said, let's watch this. Well, okay, and we did, and it was like as soon as it was over, <laughs> she was like, okay, we got to watch the next one. we got to watch the next one. It's been a long time since I've done that, and... Um, the show is, 
it's got these supernatural elements maybe, but you're really never quite sure. Um, it, it is one of these uh, series that when you leave it, you're left with a lot of questions, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, this is both a why done it and a who done it. And uh, as every episode unfolds, it leads you in completely different directions, and there's something really unique and challenging about that, and it does it quite well. There are a few holes, a few plot holes, if you, if you take the time to, to think about them. Um, but overall, I just found it compelling. It was a compelling watch. Uh, it was engaging. Uh, well cast. Uh, there were some creepy neighbors, uh, of course, and you got to kind of see a little bit of their backstories, or did you? That's the question. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I'm giving it a, a B minus rating. It's worth my time. So, how many episodes and how long are the episodes? Right, seven episodes, and they, they vary in time, but, uh, but, you know, give yourself an hour per episode. Okay. Give you a chance to go get a, you know, go get some popcorn or go lock the door. Uh, or go check the basement because uh, there's all sorts of creepy things going on. Th this house they, they're in, it does have a dumb waiter, and I'm not going to give away a whole lot here, but I will say on uh, one episode they hear something and they look at the dumb waiter and there's a person in the dumb waiter. Now, that would freak me out just a little bit. Um, and there's some other things, you know, it's, uh, there's a, a dead ferret that shows up, which is kind of sad. You know, if you if you if you like ferrets, well, I guess if you, even if you don't like ferrets, you don't want them dead in your house. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but the letters do get a little more creepy as uh, as time goes on. So, was the dead ferret in the dumbwaiter? No, no, no. The dead ferret was not, but we expected that to happen. Okay. Um, but there was some other things in the dumbwaiter that we're not going to talk about. But All right. anyway, the show is called The Watcher. Uh, and you can find that on Netflix, and it is a seven-episode series. Well, Thomas, uh, you got a chance to do an interview with uh, the, the cast for Catherine Called Birdie, which is uh, an Amazon Prime film. That's right. Uh, it's basically a medieval coming-of-age drama. It takes place in... 1300s, 1400s, something along those lines. You know, it's it's long enough to it's long enough ago to where I don't have to get the exact century right. <laughs> their their life their life was so completely different that right. you know it, whether it's 100 years old it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but anyway, so so you were not a history major uh, in college. We're gonna clear that up right now. <laughs> that, definitely not. Definitely not. Let's, uh, let's hear Catherine Calberti. <laughs> So you alluded to the fact that I got to interview a couple of cast members, uh, Bella Ramsey and Andrew Scott. And Bella Ramsey, uh, a lot of us know her from her small role, but mighty role on Game of Thrones as uh, Lionel Mormont. And uh, she's also going to be in the upcoming HBO adaptation of The Last of Us video game. Uh, she's going to be co-starring in that with Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And um, so I think, you know, between the big projects of Game of Thrones and Last of Us, this is a perfect kind of middle ground project for her. Um, this was written and directed by Alina Dunham, a passion project for her. It was uh, adapted from one of her favorite novels um, written by uh, Karen Cushman. And, um, you know, so Bella Ramsey's character is this, um, you know, young girl growing up and just finding out. A sing single parent, right? Say what? She's she's the child of a single parent now. Uh, right? Not not exactly. Okay, all right. Uh, not that I okay. remember. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely off. All right, continue, sir. Continue. <laughs> but she, you know, she is growing up and finding out about the world and um, how you know once 
um, you hit a certain age that is interesting how, especially during that time period, it was like, well, you're an adult now and, um, you know, you got to go out into the world and um, find out how to live your life on your own. And um, this, her characterization was um, so, so well done and she's such a charming and charismatic young actress um, and Andrew Scott and yeah. other side of things as, uh, as her father who was kind of a, um, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the best way. He's, he probably wasn't the best father out there, I'll say. And, uh, Not but like your he, dad. <laughs> he, was always, he was always kind of in, he was always frantic, always yep. going through some sort of crisis in his own life. Yeah. And uh, was not very, uh, tenor, not right? very adept at handling his own emotions <laughs> and um, showing his daughter uh, the best way to, you know, he didn't put a good example of how to handle your emotions yeah. as a father. Well, or, or as being an adult. He, right, he wasn't, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if she's trying to come of age in her as a 14, 15 year old, yeah. he didn't exactly put, um, set a good example of his own <laughs> life of, because he's still acting like he's 14 or 15 <laughs> yeah. on his own. Right, um, kind of like. But, your dad. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. Uh, right. uh, you know, so I, I hope my dad's not watching this or anything because you well, know, we'll we're, make we're sure bad we mouthing him. We'll, we'll so. send him a copy. We'll send him a link. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, this was just a very kind of charming, delightful little film, um, hundred minutes long, yeah. and uh, really kind of easy and breezy watch. Um, very well done uh, as far as production values, production design, costume design. And it's kind of got a who's who of English character actors that pops up. Um, you have, uh, you know, David Bradley, you have Ralph Innocent, and uh, Dean Charles Chapman, who we got to hang out with a few years ago, the Critics' yes, Choice Awards. Yes. Uh, also, Joe Allen, who was Taylor Swift's boyfriend, pops up in this. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those that you might not even recognize the names, but it's just the faces. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, Lena Dunham did, I think, did a great work yeah. with Catherine called Birdie, and uh, really glad I got to talk to Bella Ramsey and Andrew Scott about their work on it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you, you talk about shows and movies that are easy and breezy. You know, we all need some easy breezy shows once in a while that will just kind of take us away. They're, they're good um, filler uh, for the chaos that, that surrounds us on a daily basis. And it sounds like this is one of those, one of those kind of movies. Yeah, most certainly. And I think I'm going to settle with a solid B plus for okay. Catherine called Birdie. Okay. And it is available on Amazon prime is where you can check that out. Well, hang around. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, and right after the break, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get Douglas Davidson and we're going to talk about Halloween ends. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, wrapping things up with this uh, Halloween series. It, we, we've seen three of them in the last several years, and uh, Douglas is going to tell us a little bit about that. And if you remember, Douglas was not a huge horror fan growing up, so um, I'm really interested to hear what he has to say about Halloween End. So hang around. Uh, Greg Tillman back there on the Tim Cam. Uh, Thomas Manning uh, here in the studio along with me, Noel Thomas Manning. The second, we'll be right back after this quick finish. One way.
everyone, I'm Tim Wisher, welding instructor at Cleveland Community College, and today I'd like to take a little time and tell you about what we do here. Welders are in demand. We offer a certificate program and we offer a diploma program. It takes about a year to come through our program. We offer morning and evening classes here at CCC. We have the lowest student to instructor ratio in the state. We do real life simulation. We do API 1104 downhill pipe welding. We also do D11 structural steel code and ASME welding as well. We have AWS certified welding inspectors on staff. If you want to learn more about our welding program, you can give me a call directly at 704-669-4077 or on the community college website at clevelandcc.edu. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Millions of doses have already been given in the United States, and these vaccines have the most intensive safety monitoring in U.S. history. If you have questions, get answers from a reliable source, cdc.gov. Welcome back to Meet Me in the Movies. Uh, Noel T. Manning II here with Thomas Manning and, uh, and also uh, Greg Tillman back there on the Tim Cam. Um, earlier this week, I got a chance to uh, call in our good old buddy, Mr. Douglas Davidson, uh, and uh, he, he was wanted to give us some thoughts on Halloween ends. We're finally wrapping up this chapter of uh, Michael Myers uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis. And I know some are saying, wait, is it really going to wrap it up? Well, let's, uh, let's talk to Douglas and see what that's all about. So uh, let's go to Noel Manning and Douglas Davidson. <laughs> let's pitch it, Noel. <laughs> all right, Douglas. Now, this was kind of odd because in the studio, I pitched it to me and you. So this is this was a pre-recorded. We'll go ahead and let our listeners know this is pre-recorded and our viewers. It's not live. Okay. <laughs> but Douglas Davidson, hey, thanks for, for joining us. Uh, I, I got to say, man. When I think back to the very first episode that we had you on, when you were, uh, you know, sweating pretty, pretty badly, uh, and we had to call in makeup, wardrobe, and all sorts of things, one of the things I remember from that day is you talked about you did not partake in a lot of scary films. And I so, do not. So we decided, hey, let's get Douglas uh, to come in and talk about uh, the Halloween ends with Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. For almost four and a half decades that this character has been connected to her. That's pretty amazing. It's it's absolutely incredible. And just to point something out is while you referenced that first meeting, uh, while I did not grow up watching scary movies, I am watching them now. 
I am watching them now, and with Halloween Ends, in fact, last year with Halloween Kills, the second in the David Gordon Green trilogy that he's done, I watched the original, I watched the 2018 ahead of Kills. So I am all on board the Halloween train as of this release. And let me tell you something, honestly, because I haven't seen all the rest of the films, Halloween Ends is absolutely fantastic. I do not have the... um, well, but they did this in this movie, and well, but they did that in that movie. And oh, the, I am cl- just looking at it for the story that David Gordon Green set out to tell with his trilogy. And then, of course, including the original Deborah Hill John Carpenter Halloween, the quadrilogy. This whole story, as it exists with ends, is so good and so rich that uh, it actually makes kills, which I did not particularly enjoy, much better in retrospect interesting yeah, yeah. interesting so the, the jamie lee curtis versions you mentioned are mm-hmm. you watch them like you just explained mm-hmm. it, it it's how would you it's worth it it's worth it absolutely worth it. It, it it's absolutely worth it not only is i mean jamie lee curtis is an incredible actor just period she's got the filmography to prove that but with the layers that she was able to create with a character that obviously she's played and replayed so many times over the years, but within this trilogy of films, what she's done with it is so unique in terms of separate from those that you really feel like this is a specific character study that we are doing in a larger theme of the exploration of evil and how it permeates through a community and the choices that we make to either allow ourselves to, survive it and move on and heal or let it fester and with ends it literally ends and it is so good yes so So, good so uh yeah i think back to the original and it was probably one of the first horror films uh that i snuck into the theater when i wasn't supposed (laughs) to be there and it it, you know it kind of started this slasher franchise not just i'm not not talking about the halloween franchise but the slasher genre um it kind of took that and so this is beyond the slasher genre is what you're saying uh i i would say that but and one of the complaints that i've heard with halloween ends is that there's not a lot of michael myers in it and to be honest there's not this film for those of you that don't know is primarily four years after the end of kills so there's the time jump And there's a new character, Corey Cunningham, uh, who is accused of having killed a child that he was babysitting. And so this community that already has an issue with killers has another one that they're sort of dealing with. And they use that as a way to explore the way that people don't heal from trauma and how the city responds to this kid. Wow. How the city responds as a result of this accusation and everything else. And it does tie into Michael, but I want to point something out. In the original Halloween, uh, the action doesn't really start until like the last 20 minutes. The last 20 to 30 minutes of Halloween is when Michael really goes to town. And this (laughs) this film, literally, this, this film, I mean, he's always a presence. And that's the thing is, he's a presence here, too. Michael is not absent. Absent from this film. He's just not as physically present as I think people wanted. And the marketing sold this as a head to head Lori to Michael. Gotcha. And it's not that movie. 
Okay. And it so expectations got set up up here, and right. the movie's not that. So we got to look at it for what the movie is. Okay. And what the movie is addresses all of that. Awesome. So in, in three words, what are the three words that, that jump out to you about this film? I love it. Okay, perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Uh, and so uh, it, it is in theaters now. And, uh, if you and streaming on back, Peacock. And streaming on Peacock, absolutely. Thanks for thanks for sharing that, which is which is great. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that we can watch these at home if we want to. Um, I love having that option. So yep. um, what is your rating? Remember, we do the report card rating. Uh, Greg wanted me to... Solid A. Solid, Solid A. A. Solid, Solid A. Solid A. Rating for uh, Halloween ends, and it is on uh, Peacock and in theaters now. Uh, Douglas Davidson, thanks for joining us, man. It's always good to see you. appreciate you it's being a part of the show, man. Thank you so much. All right, going back to the studio with Noel and Thomas and Greg. (laughs) Well, thank you, Noel Manning and Douglas Davidson for that uh, wonderful, insightful criticism there on Halloween ends. And, uh, you know, Noel, you pitched it to yourself before the break, but we thought we had to bring it back with me bringing it back from you because we didn't want to inflate your ego too much. That's probably a good idea uh, because if if it got too much bigger, it'd be like that thing above your your lip there as (laughs) well. All right. Whoa! (laughs) Uh, We have been talking about some creepy things. We just had the Halloween ends. Talking about Uh, mustache again. (laughs) Uh, We also talked about The Watcher and Werewolf by Night uh, on Disney+. Plus. I had to talk you into watching this thomas well i mean i wouldn't say i was reluctant to watch it but uh i it wasn't like high up on my watch list yeah. uh but i am glad that you were like okay well, you got to watch it before we record this week uh because it's definitely worth the discussion yeah and this is this is a um it's called a marvel special presentation so it's kind of a one-off it's not going to be a series it's not a feature film um, but it is something that's worth engaging. It's 50 plus minutes long. Yeah, yeah, it's like 55 minutes, uh, and it's directed by Michael G. Kino in his basically directorial directorial debut. He's made a few short films, uh, but this is his. And he's known as a composer. Because, yeah, of course, of course, and uh, he composed the music for this score as well. I mean, I saw a joke, and it was like Marvel Studios talking to Michael Giacchino about this project, they probably went up to him and were like, so who do you want to, you know, compose the score for this? And it's like, <laughs> am I a joke to you? Yeah. I, I don't think that's how the conversation actually went, but, you know, that's that's how I'm sticking with it in my mind. Yeah. Uh, this was a, a, a great comic book series back when I was a kid. I remember uh, it was one of my favorites. I was always drawn to those monster kind of comics, the Draculas, the, the werewolves, and things like that. I don't know what that says about you, was it? Well, you know, I mean, if, if you watched this show previously, you, you know that my mom first introduced me to the universal horror films, like the Frankensteins and the Draculas and the uh, Phantom of the Operas and Wolfman and all those things uh, early on when I was just a kid. And so those were some of the first things I was exposed to in theaters and so pretty much drawn to this so when i heard they were doing something with disney plus with werewolf by night i was really intrigued yeah and i think g kind just had an absolute blast making this um and very much leans into the i guess old 40s and 50s yes. um horror um horror stick and schlock um yep. and um so and so it was sh- not shot in black and white, but it was the way the digital cinematography was edited was made to look like black and white and look like film. Um, very similarly to the way that uh, David Fincher did Mank a few years yes. ago. Yeah. And um, the cinematography was from Zoe White, Man. who um, I know you're a huge fan of her work on Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. She's been nominated for an Emmy for her work on that series on Hulu. 
and um, it's you know, just the the lighting balance in this um, and the depth of field yeah. um, and the way it makes use of the entire frame um, and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's uh, the storyline. It, it's uh, you have this monster hunter uh, who has passed away, and so for his memorial service. <laughs> <laughs> He basically has all of these other monster hunters come uh, to to go hunt game uh, and, and then hunt, hunt themselves. Each other. Yeah, it's basically like a Hunger Games type. Yeah, situation. yeah. Hunger Games meets a most dangerous game. A little bit of uh, you know, I'd say the uh, Ready or Not movie that we saw with um, Samara Weaving a few years ago. That's kind of thrown in there along with some X Files elements. Um, I love the black and white. I think it really, really worked with this because you got this stylistic feel of something kind of old school. Um, the, the cast, you know, not a lot of big names that people would recognize. There were a few faces folks would recognize, but the story really worked and really unfolded really well with this, with this hunt. Yeah, and so this lead actor, uh, Gael Bernal, I don't think you ever saw M. Night Shyamalan's film Old from last year, did you? No, I did okay. not. Well, you need to because um, he's the lead actor, and this is also in that. And he, okay. he's great in that. Very different performances. He's he's a kind of father type figure in that, and in this, he's a werewolf. Um, <laughs> That's so, right. Although I guess there could be some overlap in those characterizations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you also have uh, Laura Donnelly, who is basically the co-lead in this film. Uh, she's a great character actor who I've seen pop up in a few things, and um, her she kind of is an estranged member of this monster hunting family and she just comes back and the family's not at all excited to see her um, but you find out that there's a lot more to her emotionally um, than you know her family would let on and um, then you know there's it's also there's some kind of beauty and the beast elements to yeah. this film oh, yeah, I would absolutely. say a bit of a yeah. love story is going on so yeah, yeah I, I was really impressed with this I uh, I understand why, why they did this kind of as a, as a one-off, but it did leave the door open for some uh, other potential stories that can, can flow out of this. Uh, I'm, it's one of those that as soon as I watched it, I said, I want to watch this again. Uh, and I just kind of had the smile on my face, not because of uh, all the blood and gore. And, and you had mentioned that if this had been in color, it probably would have had a higher uh, you know, uh, rating for audiences for adults than it would for, for where it is now. Yeah, it's definitely the goriest MCU project we've ever seen. Uh, but because it's in black and white, it's, you know, the blood in black and white looks a lot different than blood fully in yeah, color. Exactly. So it probably would have warranted a you know, TVMA rating yeah. if it was in color. Um, and this almost reminds me of, you can go back and hear the, the production stories of Kill Bill from Quentin Tarantino. There's a black and white sequence like in the, the final act of volume one where um, you know, the studio told him to make it in black and white because if it was fully in color, it would have been like, you know, NC-17. Right. So, right. you know, I think there's kind of, is it, I wouldn't say it's quite as extreme werewolf by night, but there is a bit of a parallel there. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was creepy at times. There were, there were some, you know, a couple of little jump scares, uh, but it was just, it was engaging. And uh, I, I truly loved uh, Werewolf by Night. Solid A rating for me uh, for this, and you can find it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm right there with you, a solid age for Werewolf by Night, and I uh, hope Michael Giacchino keeps getting oh, to yeah. make projects like this where he can just kind of let loose and have fun. Yeah, what, what a great directorial debut. I, I, I definitely think we're going to be seeing more 
from him, especially after this. So Thomas, you wanted to hold God's Country for another episode, but there is something you wanted to say about the director? Yeah, I want to talk about it a little bit more in depth when we have more time, but uh, congrats to director Julian Higgins. Uh, so he's from New Hampshire and this screened at the New Hampshire Film Festival, uh, which I had the opportunity to attend a few screenings there. Uh, but Higgins won the Van McLeod Award at the New Hampshire Film Fest, which recognizes natives from, uh, you know, natives and residents in film and television from New Hampshire who you know, make big contributions and uh, so Congrats. Did great work on uh, his directorial debut with God's Country starring Tanny Wade Newton which we'll talk about more in the future. Okay and, and you, you got a chance to check that festival out when you were doing kind of your New England road trip area and um, you also uh, there's another film that's an A24 film that maybe we'll talk about a little bit later that's right you got a chance to check out as well well I'll leave you with the movie quote of the week and I'm, I'm cheating a little bit here this actually comes uh, these are gumpisms it comes from the wit wit and wisdom of, of Forrest Gump and this is uh, ignorance is the key to everything in life an ignorant person is constantly surprised so so there you go I appreciate that. Some of the other ones in here I can't really read on the air without putting an NC-17 rating wow. at the bottom of the show. So I uh, do appreciate you guys spending time with us. Uh, you can always email us, info at c19.tv. Uh, Greg Tillman, thanks for uh, running the show and keeping us keeping us uh, in, uh, in, in, in action. Uh, Thomas Manning, uh, appreciate you, man. And uh, remember, send in those names for his stash. We, we need to name it. Uh, I'm Noel T. Manning II uh, for Meet Me at the Movies, uh, and until next time, that is a wrap. Happy